This is episode number one of the Toolkit for Happiness podcast with the amazing writer, mentor, and creative Vienda Maria, coming to us all the way from Vancouver in Canada. Welcome to the Toolkit for Happiness podcast series. My name is Melanie Pritchard, former lawyer turned success coach and wellbeing trainer. And each month we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover the tools for creating happiness in the widest sense. Thanks so much everyone for spending some time with me today. Now without further ado, let the class begin. Rhonda Byrne, best-selling author of The Secret, said, What you think, you create. What you feel, you attract. What you imagine, you become. We have a very special guest on today's podcast. Her name is Vienda Maria, and she's a writer, creative, and mentor mentoring clients all over the world who want to reinvent themselves and their lives. She specialises in manifesting, intuitive living, radical self-trust, creativity and business. And she brings a light but very powerful touch to subjects that really matter. As well as providing one-to-one mentoring sessions, Vienda also provides digital classes and live workshops on manifesting, intuitive living, radical self-trust and creativity and business. So if you're looking to, say, get clear on what you want in your life, perhaps you want to resolve relationship issues that are keeping you stuck. Or maybe you're looking to generate a structure for a workshop or a course or looking to create or review a website. Or perhaps you just want to find tools for inspiration to go after your dreams. Then you've come to the right place. In this episode, we'll be discussing that all-important subject, how to manifest love. We'll be touching on so many juicy top tips, it's hard to summarise them right here. But some of the issues that we'll be discussing include... Why gratitude and self-love are so important in the game of love. How to let go of those limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck. Why that great love may not be at all what you think it will be. And how to harness Vienda's magical six-step process to manifest the love of your dreams. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think there's ever been a better time than this 2018, an age swamped by digital options, by dating app choices, and all the accompanying stresses that come with that, and that come with settling down later, which is wonderful in so many ways, but can bring with it its own host of stresses, certainly for women in their 30s, of course, that latent biological clock ticking away in the background, which can cause a mild level of panic, even if you're really, really enjoying 
the time and the freedom to develop your career and to really work out what it is that you want in a long-term mate. It's also easy to see how we can start operating from a place of real lack of, I don't have what this person has, when I have this, I'll be happy, rather than a place of positivity and abundance, which is what's really required to attract the right things into our lives. And that's why I'm so pumped about this podcast today, because I can count on more than both hands the number of beautiful single friends I have in their 30s who are very strong, successful, optimistic women, but who are just beginning to feel deflated and slightly hopeless about the game of love. And there's such a big gap for learning a toolkit for dealing with that and for moving from where you are now to where you want to be in the game of manifesting the love of your dreams. So this episode is for you if you're looking for love, ideally your soulmate, this 2018. Maybe you're wondering how to move from deflation and a sense of disillusion to hope, action and importantly, actual results. Maybe you're seeking a tried and tested magic method which bypasses that dating app disillusion I mentioned and actually works. If that's you, you have come to the right place and Vienda might just be that magic solution that you have been looking for. And if, like me, you have some beautiful, smart, successful friends who are so ready to settle down and meet that magic person but just don't have the tools to find that mate, then please share this podcast with them because it really could change their mindset and bring about actual change and positive results. So... I hope you guys are as excited about this interview with the amazing Vienda Maria as I am. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the one, the only, Vienda Maria. Welcome to the show, Vienda. I'm absolutely thrilled to have you here as my very first guest on the Toolkit for Happiness podcast series. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just so excited. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I couldn't I couldn't dream of of a more authentic mentor really to have here to share your your wonderful words of wisdom and your natural sense of enlightenment about all that you put out into the world. So so absolutely thrilled to have you here. So I thought we'd kick off the end just by um, with me sharing with my listeners where I first discovered you and it felt like a really natural and serendipitous meeting actually. Um, so I discovered you the day before the end of a four-year relationship and funnily enough I had quite a strong psychic sense that that, that relationship was about to end and I just saw one of my lovely friends in Geneva liked one of your articles and I thought I wonder who that is that's an interesting name so I I trotted on off over to your website where I stumbled upon a really powerful article that you wrote called this is 36 and this article resonated on a really deep level actually and it was just for the benefit of the of our listeners it was really about manifesting I suppose it was very on point for today's discussion about manifesting in terms of love because you spoke well you wrote really eloquently about your 36th year being the point at which 
the previous nine years of your life had really come to fruition and manifested. And I thought it was just such a beautiful expression of of abundance and spiritual journey and growth and a really honest, raw account of the highs and lows and the learning that came with that came with all of that. Yeah, that was, I mean, this is this year. So this year has been a culmination of so much that I've created in my life and it's been incredible and it's such a joy to be able to share that and at the same time, you know, offer the lessons and the struggles that I've been through to make us all recognize we're all in this together. No Mm. one's really, truly alone. Absolutely. And I love, I love that rawness that you have. You have a really gentle, um, but a a real gentleness with these sort of heavy topics and a real honesty and rawness that I think is really at the heart of your appeal, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And you actually wrote something, um, a couple of things in that article, this is 36, which I thought was, was so endearing. Um, one was, I look like a mess on paper, which I absolutely loved. (laughs) Because you, you certainly don't come across as a mess in any way, shape or form in reality. And um, I love the honesty with which you said, this is 36. It is not what I ever imagined 36 would look like. I spent my entire life waiting to arrive at adulthood, only to realise I've already arrived and it's nothing like what I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, that's truth there mm. i sometimes still think i'm waiting i'm like when is this gonna happen like the feeling <laughs> of arriving i don't think it does i that definitely resonates with me you think you you think you've arrived and then something else happens and you think gosh there's still so much to learn and there's still so much growth going on mm. <laughs> so um yeah that was that was a, a beautiful introduction that this is 36 and i would definitely recommend that article um to anybody listening because it really struck a chord with me and i and i really think it would actually to to lots of listeners, particularly women in their thirties who don't feel like they're where they should be necessarily or feel disillusioned with um, the way that life is going for them. I think it's um, a really, really powerful read. But before we, we continue our chat, Vienda, um, I would love it if you could just share in your own words a little bit about you and um, what you do really so our listeners have a better understanding of that. I'd love to. So I work as a writer and a mentor and a creative, and it's a little bit hard to really put into words exactly what I do, so I'll, I'll use a metaphor. The way that I like to see it is that I take pieces of my soul and my own lessons and then, and then turn them into things to make life easier and sweeter and better. So I'm always just like taking pieces of my own processes and I have this ability to wrap language around these experiences that we're all having, but many of us don't know how to really decipher and understand. And so I, I offer that as a portal for healing, as a portal for understanding ourselves and a sort of a doorway into creating something else for our lives. Because when we know what we're doing, when we know, when we have clarity around um, who we are and the direction we're moving in and what we're creating in our lives, it's so much easier to do so with awareness and, and with consciousness. Wow. Very, very well said. Very eloquent just in that description and very modest that um, you refer to ability. I think you have a real gift. And actually, when I was telling a couple of my friends about chatting to you today on my podcast, 
the words that come to me when I think of you is um, you're, you're kind of like an orb of light in terms of that awareness and your intuition and and the sort of gifts that you really do do share with the world. You really do have a special gift. Mm, I'm so honored. Thank you. I, I truly believe like we all have gifts and they all show up differently. And I kind of, I feel more than anything like a channel, like the universe brings me or puts these things through me and it's my job to show up and share them. And so mm. partly like I, like you say, it's modesty, but in fact, I'm like, I don't own any of this stuff it's just coming through me <laughs> mm, exactly it was a gift that was given to you and yeah as, as you shared in you know through your other podcasts you've done and your writing you know it hasn't all been plain sailing you know you've had to go through quite a lot of lessons and learnings yourself to arrive at this this is 36 point really which is <laughs> also a really hopeful message in itself for everyone listening mm. I love what you say about the you know you're, you're a portal for sort of clarity and helping people to connect to themselves because it's so important that we learn how to connect to ourselves in order to connect to other people and that feels like a really important message on on today's sort of topic really which is manifesting love specifically yeah oh my god i love this topic because i mean love is probably one of the most important things in our lives and there's all different kinds of love right Mm. Um, but recognizing our place in this in this play with love is is yeah it makes all the difference Mm, I love I love how you the words that you use this play with love (laughs) Mm. but you're right it is a very it's a very important part of life but it's it's nice that it can be joyful and playful as well and sometimes we can become so fixated on the outcome of what we're looking for that we sometimes forget to enjoy the process and the play that you that you refer to there yeah that's definitely a big piece of a puzzle <laughs> yeah <laughs> a puzzle it is indeed <laughs> so um i thought i thought this time of year in particular felt like a really intuitive time to to chat to you about manifesting love in particular because Christmas is such a joyful time for so many people. It's such a cozy time. It's so romantic. Um, And there's so much happiness on Instagram and Facebook and all these social media channels. But it it can be a very difficult time, as we know, for for many people, whether they don't have that support network and the love from family, um, or whether it's, you know, women or men um, who aren't in relationships who are feeling the pinch of loneliness or perhaps reflecting on a difficult year, perhaps still moving through a recent breakup, perhaps worrying about 2018. So I guess a really intuitive place to start, Vienda, would be to hear from you about what manifesting is. How would you describe it to someone who maybe has heard the term but has no idea what it really is all about? Mm -hmm. Yes, so manifesting is literally recognising your place in the creative process of how your life unfolds and then using that knowledge with awareness so that you can co-create or or sort of take more of a powerful role in in creating the life that you want to live so the way that I like to look at it is that we're all in a relationship with the universe And so there's us as extensions of the universe, as human beings who are here to express and to play and to enjoy life and to be here and have this experience. And then there's the universe, the greater part of us, that is sort of 
I like to look at it as a kind of like a mm, a manager. She's managing everything that's happening in the world. <laughs> and so when you realize that your place is to think thoughts and feel feelings and follow desires that light you up, and that's how you actually create your life experiences, then um, you can do so with much more consciousness and, and in, within a thoughtful way. So what happens is a lot of people spend their time thinking about all the things that they're missing out on. So for example, with love, a lot of people, a lot of women that I know that are single spend a lot of time complaining about the fact that they're single and that there's no more good men left <laughs> and all the best ones are gone and how lonely they are and all of these things. And while that is a, a reality to their experience, the more you focus on something, the more you're attracted. Mm. And that's how manifesting works in every realm. So whatever you're focusing on is what you're attracting. And to change that, we need to start changing our focus. And in in the experience of love, for example, is to actually start seeking out the love that you're already experiencing and creating love and recognizing that love is not just about being love, but giving love. And... Um, also just reckon you know we all are love as well and when you know that you are love you stop seeking it externally you stop looking for that um something to fill that hole that you feel like you're missing and that feeling of lack of love it comes from the focus of constantly thinking about what you're lacking mm -hmm. it's not real it's only something that you believe because there's so much social stigma and conditioning around how our lives are supposed to look around how we're all supposed to be in relationships and that is the key to happiness and not feeling lonely and the people are in relationships every single day who are so isolated and so lonely so that's mm. that, like the truth is not that being in a relationship will cure that loneliness the truth is that feeling connected is is the cure to, to loneliness and that doesn't require a relationship and then when you stop um focusing on what you don't have and focusing on and instead change your focus on what you do have things like experiences of love in different kinds of relationships show up so much more easily because you're not resisting them by always focusing on something else so essentially manifesting is creating your life through consciously recognizing what you want and focusing on the things you want not on the things you don't want mm, wow what a what a powerful summary um and it definitely resonates with me, what you said about there, it's very easy to see the lack around you. And I've been conscious of that, having become newly single about four months ago of this, this negative dialogue. And there's no judgment. I know it must be really difficult, particularly perhaps if you've been single for a long time. But I've had to consciously um, step away from people with that dialogue in order to focus, as you say, focus and manifest what I want to manifest um, into my life and attract um and attract that love into my life essentially mm, yeah so something that I like to do is I kind of have like a I call it the six step manifest small formula so there's this process that I go through with anything that you want to manifest but we're going to focus on love today and um the very first step is always clarity and what I've done since for years and years since my early 20s um, is I'd write out lists of things that I wanted 
to attract in my next relationship. And whenever I wrote a list, those people and those things would show up really quickly. And the reason for that was because I just had so much clarity around what I wanted. Mm. And so what I recommend is, and this is a beautiful journaling exercise as well, and the way that you can express clarity to the universe and actually put it out there is... um, there's two different ways that I do it and it depends on how big the thing is so some things like a person where there's a lot of characteristics and and, um, attributes that you want to include writing it in your journal is really helpful but when it's something small I just I'll speak it out I'll just say as a positive statement um, as if it's already happening this is what I want this is what I want to experience with something bigger like a person then I'll write it in my journal and which is actually really fun because you get to sort of imagine up oh, this person. And my focus of what I always recommend is that you focus on how you want to feel with that person mm-hmm. as opposed to um, sort of superficial uh, um, surface attributes like six foot two and brown <laughs> hair with blue eyes. And like, all that is cool. Obviously, you want them to be attracted to someone, to the person that you're, you're, you're wanting to manifest into your life. But what's even more important is how you feel with them Mm -hmm. because you could attract someone who has all those characteristics, but you still feel lonely and you still feel distant. You still feel like your needs are being met. Then you're not attracting what you truly want. And the, the whole idea, the whole concept behind manifesting is that the things we want, the desires we call into our lives, the only reason we have them is because we want to feel good. So everything we're calling into our lives is comes from a desire to feel really good and so the reason we want to attract love into our lives is because love feels so good it's probably one of the best feelings that exists in the universe mm-hmm. love and be loved by another um so uh, i just recommend that you sit down and get your journal out or a piece of a uh, piece of paper and a pen and you sit down and write down all the attributes and all the feelings you want to experience so some things like um, if you're someone who loves physical touch, then you might want to write about how you love to be touched in public and not have someone sort of shy away or be cold or distant to you. Or um, if you feel like being supported is really important to you, describe what that looks like and how that feels. Um, if having a family with someone is really important to you, then describe what having that family feels like and what that could be like for you instead of having these very specific um characteristics does that make sense Mm, no it really makes sense really does um a good example of that was a a friend of mine who had made quite a detailed list of what she was looking for and she was really surprised when she met her now husband she wasn't well she didn't think she was attracted to him initially um, until a friend said to her you know every time you see him you just feel wonderful And that's when she realized, you know, it's less about ticking this sort of criteria list sometimes and more more about how how you're feeling around someone. So I agree that that's a a really wonderful guide for really getting clarity on on whether someone is really a good a good sort of love fit, really. Mm. It's really funny when I met my current partner, like from the first instance, he was a no. <laughs> really? I was like, oh no, not him, definitely not. <laughs> but after spending quite a lot of time, we were kind of put into a position 
um, where we didn't have a choice but spend quite a lot of time together because my car broke down and I was stuck in the in a small country town in the middle of nowhere for a week. Um, that was the universe weaving its magic. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I noticed that the way he made me feel and the way he was, like his innate natural being was exactly what I asked for all along. And so it's really funny because my ego part was like, no, no, no. And my soul is like, yes, yes, yes. So you have this conflict and you're like, what should I do? What am I doing? Mm. <laughs> wow. So what was, um, what were you hearing from your ego in that moment? Uh, he just didn't match the, the profile of what I thought the right kind of guy for me was like in looks, in, um, and he's a very handsome man, but he just, like, I'd always gone for really alternative men who were a little bit out there and had really interesting lives. And this guy was just so solid and sincere and good and honest and, and just so different. Mm. <laughs> so at what stage, at what stage did you realize, hang on a minute, you know, my soul's maybe feeling something different to my ego? Um, I think... Some, something that I practice consistently is surrender. And that's the best way that I know how to overcome my ego is just to give in to what is being presented to me instead of fighting it. Mm-hmm. And, and really acknowledge and accept and appreciate it because I truly believe that the universe is always delivering what is for your highest good, mm. even if your ego doesn't agree. <laughs> mm. And I'm so glad I did. I mean, yeah, I'm very lucky. He's such a good, truly good human being. He certainly sounds like a catch. (laughs) (laughs) He certainly caught a good egg in you. (laughs) So, um, go on, Vienda, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. I thought I'd just take us through the steps. So I will give people some, um, something tangible to hold on to and work with. And then as you have been, I just jump in with great questions so the second step of the manifest more formula is to clear the way and what that means is sometimes especially when we're looking for love there's some blocks or limiting beliefs or unhealthy patterns that are stopping us from actually having and experiencing the love that we desire um so i'll give you an example from my own life when i Before I met my current partner, I decided very consciously to be single for two years because I'd just been through sort of a series of really uncomfortable relationship experiences that were fantastic for my growth, but not good for my heart. And not not the kind of person I actually wanted to have a long-term relationship with. And I recognized that I needed to do some real healing and, and work on myself and just spend time with myself going through different processes and then I got to a point where I was like yes I feel really clear in myself and I'm ready to start calling in some men and I looked around and I noticed there was no men in my life there's so many beautiful incredible women but there was no men which is really unusual because I used to always have a lot of male friendships and I was like "Hmm." so I guess in this during this period that I decided to really focus on myself and and heal some of my own things men just dropped off the radar and I didn't even really pay attention to it. Mm. So the first thing I looked at was like, why, why, why do I have this 
um, disconnect with the masculine energy in my life right now. And I realized that with quite a lot of introspection and journaling that I'd still been holding on to my previous relationship in a really strange way that even though I didn't want to be with him, I almost, the way that I kind of look at it is I held this contract. It was like an energetic contract with this man where I almost felt like I was married to him and I couldn't spend time or be with other, any other men. And so that was my block. I had this, subconscious deep hidden belief that I, I couldn't spend time with men at all wow. <laughs> and it was crazy for me to recognize that because I was like I I sincerely at every level of my soul do not want to be with this person so why do I still have this contract and I looked into it deeper and I recognized that my fear the reason I still had this contract was that I would never be loved in the same way because we had this really fierce passionate love story and so I had this fear that I'd never be loved in the same way Mm. and at some level I was right like every love is completely different and there's never going to be a love that's the same but that doesn't mean you can't be loved at such a deep level it would just be a different kind of love because I feel like there's as many different types of loves as there are people Mm. so true Um, And so I really had to clear that and I went through a process where I, it's it's like an energetic cord cutting, Uh, especially it's basically just a visualization. So I finally cut the cord and it took me some time. And so that was my block. And so we all have blocks that are holding us back. If something's not showing up in our lives, it's because there's a limiting belief or a block or um, some kind of pattern that's stopping us from having them. So when we clear that, the things that we want can come to us so much more easily. Mm. And you can really feel it on an, an energetic level. So when you ask for something, whatever it is, and when in the asking you feel this kind of resistance in your body, you know that there's a block somewhere. I love the way this manifesting process really recognizes the importance of dealing with those blocks and of noticing that resistance before the manifesting process can actually begin. I think that's really important. Um, So thank you for pointing that out to us. So moving swiftly on then to step number three in the manifesting process. Um, And then the third step, which is actually the easiest and most fun, and it's actually a twofold step, is to ask. So that's when you ask for the love that you want. Mm -hmm. You've got clarity, you've cleared the block, and you ask. I'm ready for love I'm ready to call in this lover I'm ready for the love that I desire to show up in my life and then at the same time to let go because what we often do is we want something so badly we think that through holding on to the desire with all our might like just fiercely holding on to it and projecting it into the world we will get it but it's it's actually really counterintuitive the moment you ask, you have to let go and trust that it's coming to you mm. and really release that wish and the desire out into the universe and allow it to show up in whatever form it needs to show up. What a lot of women do, and this is actually a form of blocking themselves, is they hold on to this desire so tightly and constantly are thinking, why isn't it here yet? Why mm. isn't it here yet? Why isn't it here yet? 
what what's wrong with me why isn't he here and that causes so many issues instead of just letting go and trusting so letting go asking and letting go is step three and it's so easy but it's also for many people the hardest because they think that the only way we can get what we want is by holding on tightly Mm, it's very true I actually remember um, earlier this year when I was in London, a friend of mine and and a client actually who runs a beautiful space called the Goddess Space. Um, she does, I think, weekly sort of circle, women's circles. And I remember meeting this woman at a circle who was just devastated, like crying about the fact that the love that she wanted just wasn't showing up. But her focus constantly was, on the lack Mm. he's not here yet Mm. he's not here yet he's not here yet he's not here yet and by putting out that kind of energy that's exactly what she was getting and so what we want to do when we ask and let go is go i'm ready for this love Mm. and i know it's coming i know it's coming i know it's coming i don't know how it's going to come i don't know what's going to happen but i know it's coming and can you feel the difference in the in the output in that absolutely the language is so much more positive isn't it it's expectant yeah, just that innate trust has to be there. Mm, fascinating. So, so, so far, Vienda, you've outlined sort of three steps, I think. So the first step is really connecting to how you want to feel. Is that is that right for the first step? Mm-hmm. And the second step is clearing away, um, identifying any blocks or maybe limiting beliefs that might be acting as a barrier to, to moving forward. And then you just touched on asking for what you want and letting go. So really creating that relationship of trust with the universe. And you mentioned some beautiful wording, I'm ready. Um, Is that when you talk about asking for what you want, is that the sort of, is that how you go about it? Would you literally verbally say I'm ready? Is it something you'd write? Um, Would those be the exact words you'd use? What, What would you sort of advise? something that I say quite a lot lately (laughs) it changes all the times but the wording that I recommend is that you put it in a way so it's in the present form not like when you say I want this and this and this Mm -hmm. you're still putting yourself there's still a separation between now and the thing you want when you say I'm ready it's like an opening and so um what I often do is I remember when I was manifesting love, one thing I would say is, he's here. I know he's here, I just know where he is. (laughs) And because that's the truth. Like, that human being that is the right match for you is here somewhere. Mm. And so recognizing that and reminding yourself that he's here, like, he's here and I'm ready, Mm. is such a powerful way to start calling that in. Um, And... Then the, the next step, if you don't mind me going there, because it kind of leads into, yeah, which is number four, which is take action. Mm-hmm. Um, in that feeling of he's here, you want to start cultivating the feeling of love in your life. Um, and so there's a few different ways to do that. One thing is to really focus on where there's already love in your life. So maybe, you know, with your girlfriends 
or in your work or with your family or with your pet if you have one or even your love for nature and self-love practicing tremendous amounts of self-love mm. um, taking care of yourself in a way that you'd like to be taken care of actually showing the universe and and showing yourself what being loved looks like with or without a partner with or without a relationship and something that I did was I started dating myself. <laughs> I was like, what are the kind of things I'd like to do on dates? And I would do that. I took myself to gigs. I took myself on long walks. I went on picnics. I did all the things that I would love to do in a relationship. And so this fourth step, which is taking action, is really about cultivating the feeling mm. of um, the thing that you're wanting to call in, what you're wanting to attract, so that... You raise your vibration and raise your your um, general feeling and start feeling really good as if you already have it so that you can match that experience that you're calling into your life. Mm. And taking action, I really want to um, highlight this. It's not about creating a to-do list and, and um, forcing yourself through something. I really... It's really important to take action from a place of inspiration mm -hmm. and and fulfillment, not from a place of like, I have to do this so I can get what I want, but rather like, I want to do this because it feels really good. Like, this is what makes me feel good. Mm. And feeling good, again, is really, really important here because that's what's going to attract the thing that you want. So when I was calling in love back then, I did everything to make myself feel really good so that when love showed up, I was already feeling so much love in my life that that addition was, it was, it, it kind of, I don't know even how to say, it. I want to say like it just slipped into my life because mm. um, I was already in that vibration. Mm. It did, I didn't need to, I wasn't waiting for that feeling of love to happen to me. I was creating it already. Mm. And that's really how you call things in. It's through um, raising your vibration and bringing your feeling of feeling good to such a level that it matches what you're wanting to call in. Mm, I love that, sort of raising your vibration. It feels really holistic, like you're filling those gaps in a really authentic, self-loving way. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's the reality. Like, that's how we manifest everything we want, is by acting as if we already have it, mm -hmm. by feeling as if we already have it, by putting ourselves into the circumstances mm -hmm. and, and changing our behaviors and our mindset and our focus in such a way that it is as if it is here already. Absolutely. It's it's the complete opposite to, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, isn't it? It's, mm -hmm. it's believing exactly. it before you see it. That trust, that faith, really. And I love. And we need to cultivate that within ourselves. Absolutely, I really love what you say about connecting to yourself and doing what you enjoy, um, and really coming into alignment with yourself, getting that clarity on what, you know, just your feelings when you feel most connected, when you feel most joyful, and really working on yourself and your own self love, and then naturally attracting that as a reflection of of that raised vibration. Um, and then the next step, number five, and this is really funny, a lot of women have trouble with this, and so I really want to highlight it. Number five is to receive. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting, so many of us are really good at calling in things and asking for the things that we want, but when they show up, 
what often happens is we close down. We're like, no, that doesn't look like what I asked for, no, and they won't receive. And so this is where it's so important to stay open and to stay trusting. And this is something that I could have done as well. I could have said, no, this guy does not look like, does not match my profile that I, of the kind of guy I think I'm supposed to be with. Um, and so this is something that is, it's just so important to pay attention, open and willing to receive and, and to recognize the universe is always going to give you exactly what you want mm -hmm. and exactly what you need, even if it doesn't look the way that your mind thinks it should look. Receiving is so important in our lives. And it's interesting because women are natural receivers, but in a society, this patriarchal society that we've all grown up in, we've not learned to be good receivers we've learned to block things and to shun things and to shut things out when they don't match um the ideas we have in our minds of how we think things should show up mm. um yeah i feel like the best way to to get it into alignment of receiving is to just stay open and to trust and to follow the signs and to follow the things that guide you towards feeling good instead of allowing our minds to the mental chatter to sort of guide us away from those things absolutely it's like the difference between being in your head and intellectualizing and really feeling into your heart and if i i find that if i ever think i'm confused if i stop and ask myself how do i ultimately feel you know you often do know how you ultimately feel if you just give yourself space to to work that out and that's where clarity, the first step, comes in. Like so often, we won't allow ourselves to truly feel what we feel, or admit what we feel, and admit what we want. So, just giving yourself permission to go there over and over again. And this is where journaling comes in so beautifully as well. Mm. I, I love using journaling as a tool. Like sitting down and be, what do I actually feel? And what is it that I actually want? And what's actually my truth? And this is why at the beginning when I said, when you want to write that list, you want to write a list of how you want to feel as opposed to how he looks or what job he has. Mm. Um, it's going to help you a lot when it comes to receiving because then you can actually look at, yeah, this is how I want to feel. I want to feel supported. I want to feel safe. I want to feel protected. I want to feel understood. And I'm feeling those things even though he's not 6'2". And brown head or whatever <laughs> exactly um and then to close off the six-step manifest more formula this process is gratitude so often we get what we want and then we jump on to the next thing that we want it's so important to sit with gratitude and when this comes with receiving like oh i just got what i asked for thank you thank you thank you thank you and to close that loop so that you come and it comes from like you're in a state of abundance. You're in a state of recognizing all of the amazing things you're manifesting every single day, which we're all doing all the time. Just most of us are doing it unconsciously. Everything that's happening in our lives, we're asking for at some level, even mm. the bad stuff. <laughs> um, and so giving thanks for the lessons, giving thanks for the abundance, giving thanks for the love. And gratitude, even though it's like step six in my process, it's something that I really recommend weaving through everything all the time mm. why do you think gratitude is so important Bienda? 
Because it changes, that's actually one of the things that changes your state of being and your vibration. It raises your vibration. The moment you go from like lack, I don't have enough, there's not enough love, there's not enough men, there's not enough um, good people out there and so on to gratitude, wow, like that that bartender was really hot. <laughs> um, someone someone just bought me a coffee for free and that's a beautiful gift mm. my friends are so incredible and supportive when you change your focus and your thought process process to one of gratitude mm. you instantly raise your vibration you start feeling good and the better you feel and the more good feelings you create in your life the more good you're always attracting what you're feeling so the more good you attracted, the more good you manifest into your life. Absolutely. And I, I think that gratitude point is really important in the dating process as well, because it's easy to become demoralized. I think sometimes when you when you go on dates, and I know some of my friends have been on dates and have been very disappointed, but I find if I go on dates, I really try and look for the positive learning in every experience and that there is always a positive learning. And I suppose that's a, a form of gratitude in itself. And that really helps me to get clarity and keep moving towards manifesting you know that that sort of deeper connection I guess so I think the gratitude point is really really important yeah it's one of my favorite practices every day and sometimes I have to remind myself like the last week or so I was kind of like oh it's so cold here (laughs) and I wish it was sunny and you know like catching myself having these thoughts and I'm like actually I'm so lucky like I live in such a beautiful place and there's so much beautiful nature and I have so much to be grateful for it's you know it's easy to go down this tunnel of um finding the reasons why you can't be happy so we actually have to train our minds to find the reasons and find the gratitude of why life is so good because actually it is and all it is is a mindset shift that's all it takes and life doesn't appear any different I mean life doesn't actually change it's just your perspective and your focus changes and that makes all the difference absolutely um I didn't want to cut off your your sort of train of thought with your steps Vienda but in well, terms that, that was all my steps so fantastic fantastic well brilliant thank you that that was such a clear summary thank you so much for taking us through those different steps it's certainly clear in my in my mind and I'm sure it will bring listeners a real sense of excitement to know they can actually apply this and, and see how it makes them feel for listeners who are feeling maybe really at a low I know I've spoken to a couple of clients who who are really really down and sort of at their wits end and probably the idea of just trusting the universe might feel like quite a difficult thing to do what could you share with them to really try and move them from that space into just sort of giving this a chance Mm, that's a really good question and I recognize that that can be a really big leap especially if you feel like the universe has let you down quite a lot Mm. (laughs) Um, and I would say the best way to shift that is to really start looking for the magic in your everyday and this is almost like a gratitude practice in itself but Every day, in every moment, little things are happening that are supporting you. And so often we're just trying to look at the big picture or we're so focused on what we don't have. And so changing your focus on what is happening for you and recognizing that everything that is happening is happening for you. Mm. Even those challenges, even those times where you feel lonely and alone and like there's no one out there in the world for you. 
Where mm. can you where can you look and see that there is something in the world for you? Where can you find that sense of connection with the world that you live in in this particular moment? And it can be as small as like looking at a tree <laughs> and or going for a walk in nature mm. or journaling or really enjoy taking a moment to enjoy a hot drink or having that conversation with a friend and then appreciating how much they're there for you. So actively seeking out the beauty and the magic and the ways that you are being supported in the world would be the the easiest first step. Mm, I really like that. That's just practical day-to-day gratitude, raising your vibrations, as you say. And what about the end of for someone who maybe has, let's say someone's come out of a, like you mentioned you've been in, a, in quite a toxic relationship at one point or certainly one that, that didn't ultimately make you feel quite how you how you would want to. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's really sort of stuck in the past? I know you've mentioned clearing the way, um, moving through those blocks and you've just mentioned this this lovely idea of, of recognising that everything happens for you. So... Would you advise really trying to see the positive learning, um, see how every person that you've spent time with has has helped you in some way, or, or does that feel very contrived? That's usually what I do. So, for example, this, as you said, toxic relationship, it was quite toxic. It was beautiful. I don't know how much you, you believe in soulmates, but to me, that was like a soulmate relationship. It mm. wasn't a soulmate relationship as in I have to be with this person forever, but rather that through that relationship, I learned some of the most valuable and important lessons that I have ever learned that I was resisting. And I, the universe was trying to teach me in so many ways, but I just wasn't hearing them. And so this was the best way for me to learn, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really an unhealthy relationship, but I had to go through it to heal some really deep um patterns that were sitting within me and so while it was not a relationship that I would really wish on anyone it was also a relationship that I had to have in order to grow and become the person that I'm supposed to be and the lessons that I learned through that relationship were really around vulnerability letting my walls down being incredibly vulnerable and um human in some ways, instead of shutting that shutting that part of myself down in an effort to feel or think that I was strong. Mm. So yes, to answer your question, I would say look at the experiences you have had, even if they've been really difficult and hurtful, painful ones, and and see what the lessons were, what what they why they were in your life, why that experience had to happen for you. And recognize that it really did happen for you. Mm, absolutely. And then secondly, I would say really focus on releasing the past and mm-hmm. letting go of the pain. I do a lot of work around releasing, constantly just releasing, because the more we hold on to experiences and memories, the more we carry them around as like sort of chips in our shoulders. And so we have to release them. We have to actively choose to release those things. Mm, absolutely. Um just in case any of the listeners are unclear, um, the ender, you, you spoke about journaling. Um, would you say that um, journaling is the main way to manifest what you want? Or can it be as simple as, you know, your internal thought processes um, or maybe things that you say out loud, affirmations in the morning? Mm. 
I feel like different things work for different people. So I love journaling. So for me, that's just a really natural process. And the other way that I do it is I just speak it out. Like, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And then it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, or I even think it. Like, I sort of uh, imagine this thought vibration going out into the universe as I think it. And then I let it go and, and trust that it's going to come to fruition. But for different people, different things are going to work. For some people, affirmations work really great. For some people, visualizations work really great. And another way that I like to look at visualization is just imagination. Like imagine if this beautiful ideal thing happened. Mm -hmm. And so you get to kind of lose yourself in a bit of a fantasy. And that's okay. It's actually really good to, to allow yourself to fantasize of how life could be at its best. Um, so I would say mm. that it's really important to figure out what works for you and what is most native mm-hmm. in your own life. I don't want to force anything onto people. It's really, we're also individuals. So what's natural to you? Is it natural to you to speak it out? Is it natural, natural to you to write it out? Is it mm. natural to you to visualize it? Um, and sometimes even like, sometimes I can manifest things through a conversation with someone. I recognize um, a desire that I have while I'm speaking to someone and then in that conversation I'll ask for what I want and and then that's like that's us manifesting again and mm. we're doing this all the time so it, another beautiful tool is to recognize like what am I asking for consistently am I sitting there going there's not enough man yeah, yeah. all the time yeah absolutely when I catch myself about to say something negative I check myself now because I know I'm sending out the wrong vibrations to the universe. Mm. Not, not a good way forward. And I have to say, it's not just about words. It's really about how you feel. Mm. So we're communicating through energy. So you could say, oh, there's so many amazing men. But if you don't actually believe it, it's <laughs> like secret, you're like, liar. <laughs> then you need to shift the way you feel. And you shift the way you feel by shifting what you're focusing on consistently. Absolutely, absolutely. So shifting what you focus on and that sort of connects you more with how you want to be feeling really, even that, that attitude of gratitude, as you said. And, um, and doing things that feel good all the time. The more things you do, the more good things you attract. <laughs> absolutely. I love your um, kind of holistic approach, this sort of there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, I think that's important and it, that's a good way to feel into what's right for you and that might that might also sort of answer the the next question that I have which was is there a particularly good time to manifest or should you be in a good mood to manifest um for example the other evening I felt quite irritable and tired in the run-up to Christmas and I thought you know I'm going to do some of um Vienda's manifesting course and then I thought I really don't I don't feel like it I feel quite moody so I thought I'll just go to sleep instead and then in the morning you know after a good sleep had a lovely bath had a lovely scented candle on some Reiki music and it, it felt like a much a much nicer time to to do some manifesting do you have any advice in that respect mm, i agree with you i think it's really important to manifest when you're in a good space but also recognize that we're human we're not always going to feel amazing and to allow that contrast to guide us so when i'm feeling really crappy what i might do is instead of start manif- start manifesting is I'll, I'll write out a gratitude list i'll write out all the things i feel really good like I'm really happy about that or really grateful for that happening in my life mm-hmm. and that will shift my mood mm. um, but I usually yeah same as you I would wait to manifest something to when I'm in a more positive state of mind rather than trying to manifest from 
this place of lack and fear. Mm. And something I personally do is I like to use the lunar calendar to manifest as well. So new moon, um, which is a time to plant seeds and set intentions, that's when I like to really write down all the intentions for the next 30 days that I want to manifest. And then at full moon, I like to look back and sort of check off the things that have come about, redirect or change the things I feel no longer align. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of a, a little ritual that I have every month. So every new moon I set intentions and every full moon I look back and celebrate what's come about and release what is no longer aligned or redirect things and change them. Mm. That sounds lovely. And I love, I love the way you're sort of checking in um, because I bet some people who are maybe initially more cynical about manifesting might maybe be in this linear mindset of, but I've been manifesting for six weeks and nothing's changed. Whereas when you actually, actually enter into reflection, you can, as you say, redirect yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm, lovely. Okay. Um, thank you so much, Fiander. That was really, really fascinating. Um, I'm sure that'll be of great value to, to our listeners today. For people who are interested in diving um even deeper into this manifesting subject is there anything they can do to connect with you further um on their sort of path to finding love Mm, yes definitely so there's a few different resources that i have which will be so helpful and i'll send you those links as well um one is i have a free seven day manifesting course which is fantastic and the stories i've had from people Um, around things I manifest just from those seven days are incredible and it just lights me up and then I also have a more in-depth eight-week course called Manifest More which really goes deeply into all the different areas of manifesting so first week is about um, what manifesting really is then the second week is manifesting money because that's a really big one (laughs) and the third week is manifesting love and then it goes on you manifest a career and new home and so on and so I take you through the six-step process but in a really detailed way. Um, And then thirdly, I also have a class that goes for about an hour called Sovereign, and Mm -hmm. it's around clearing the blocks and the negative patterns and limiting beliefs that hold you back from calling in the things that you want because I noticed a lot of people were getting stuck around that area. Mm -hmm. And while the process is easy, you need to actually have the tools and the know-how around how to clear those blocks. That sounds amazing. Wow. Sort of covers all the core areas of life, really, by the sounds of things. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, so you'll send me the links to those, Vienda, that I can share. And um, I think you, we discussed previously that maybe there'll be a discount code as well. Yeah, that, um, I'm going to create a special discount code for your listeners. And um, I'll send that through as well. Fantastic. Thank you, Vienda. Um, I wondered if you could just share with us a top tip for someone who who is really struggling to, to move forward in terms of love, if you had to pick one top tip from the amazing pearls of wisdom that you've shared today, what would it be? Mm. I would say, instead of looking for the love outside of yourself, start looking at how you can cultivate love in yourself. Because mm. the thing is that you already are love, but if you're searching for it externally, it means that you don't believe that you have it internally. And so 
cultivating love within yourself by loving yourself, by giving yourself and fulfilling those needs first and foremost is going to change how you show up in your life so dramatically that the love that you're wanting to call in can show up with so much more ease because finally you're no longer just looking to fill that gap but rather recognizing that the love that you are exists within you and without without them as in outside of you Mm. wow that's lovely amazing gosh so many so many amazing pearls there for the for our listeners to mull over and i think some brilliant resources for moving into a new year with with a an abundant an abundant outlook full of hope and and optimism so thank you vienda You're more than welcome and hopefully we'll chat sometime sometime in the future again. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so there you have it my friends, my first podcast with the magnificent Yenda Maria. Now, if you're feeling more awakened and inspired to up-level your life and design your life happier, please pop on over to my Instagram account at Melanie Pritchard Coaching and just let me know how you're feeling and what you thought of this podcast. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Also, do make sure to share this podcast with any friends who might be feeling stuck. Maybe they're suffering from a hangover from a past relationship. Maybe they're emerging from a toxic relationship. They're having difficulty letting go of. Maybe you've got friends who are feeling really disillusioned about love and the dating game. Maybe you've got friends who are unsure about how to overcome limiting beliefs or blocks that are keeping them stuck. Or maybe you know people who are really keen to find the tools for calling in their soulmate this 2018. You can also hop on over to my website, www.melanie-pritchard.com and subscribe to my monthly newsletter, which is packed full of advice and inspiration. And that means joining a community of like-minded souls, just like you and me, who really want to up-level their lives and achieve success in the widest sense. And if, like me, you'd like to get more Vienda magic in your life, then just hop on over to Instagram and follow Vienda at Vienda Maria. That's V-I-E-N-D-A Maria. She regularly posts beautiful photographs and inspiring stories that will really up-level your life day to day. You can also go and check out her website, which is www.viendamaria.com. Her blog articles are particularly well-written. It's quite rare for me to read articles that I enjoy as much as that and do check out her article this is 36 it really is a game changer um, and if you'd like to to look into any of the wonderful offers that Vienda mentioned in terms of her courses and her journaling then please do check out my Instagram post which will be sharing discount codes exclusive to my followers thanks for trying to make a difference to other people and absorbing these wonderful learnings from inspiring mentors like Vienda Maria. And as we move into a new week, keep your hearts and minds open, surround yourself with positive people who lift you skywards, and just observe how that makes you feel.